0: Welcome, everybody, to the eAssist Dental Solutions MBA Podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper. Join me as I spend time with some of the amazing experts in our dental profession and talk all things business of dentistry. They're gonna share some of their thoughts, some of their challenges, how they overcame them, what things were like for them in 2020 and some awesome solutions for you as you look to refine the business part of your practice. Stay tuned. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the eAssist Dental MBA podcast, where I am spending time with some of the amazing people in our profession. And we're talking dentistry, but we're talking business when it comes to dentistry. And we are very fortunate today to have Judy K Mausoff with us. How are you doing, Judy K?
1: I'm awesome.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. And as we are now in these winter months, I know one of your themes, I always, you know, like to talk about this is sunshine, right? You're such a positive person. And that's something that always, you know, kind of follows you. So we're going to talk, you know, some positive sunshine today, but we're also going to get into the, you know, really the the crux of what you know so very well as a dental practice coach. And that is the business side of dentistry and how important it is. So what we're going to do, everybody, as we go through. Um, have a little back and forth with with Judy K and I as as uh, we, we share her insights. So, um, where we're going to get started? Let's let Judy Kay, Let's have you share a little bit about you know yourself. Um, we'll kind of tie that into your journey as a, as a dental practice dental practice coach, where you started and all that good stuff.
1: Well, I started my career in dentistry in the early '80s, so probably way before a lot of you were born. <laughs> you know, which is which? You know, I was just thinking about this. In 2022, it'll be 40 years that I've been in dentistry. So I was like, "Wow, that's a long time, you know." Um, but uh, I I absolutely love the industry. I was a practice administrator for over 25 years, and then started my own business in 2006. And initially was going to be a full fledged um, practice management consultant. And what I really found was that uh, my excitement was in solving all the the stuff that most people want to ignore the drama the gossip the stress the chaos the 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 Dysfunctional relationships, and everybody calls himself a family. It's like a big dysfunctional family. And so that's really um, where I spend most of my time now. I understand all the nuts and bolts of dentistry because you have to be able to understand that to be able to help people through it. Because you can't just say, be happy, darn it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to fix the things that are creating the discomfort or the chafing or the things. So that's kind of my journey. And now I really focus on um, primarily, on coaching and speaking regarding culture, anything to do with the relationship side of dentistry. So um, I've, I've created a um, format, it's a, called the Culture Camp, that is a process that works extremely well for helping teens launch their
0: culture to the next level. So that's a little bit about what, what I've been doing. Well, I love that, and you know, we're going to get into some of the challenges that you've had here in a second. Uh, I want to I want to connect back to what you talked about with culture, and 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 get your thoughts on the time that you spent in dentistry. As you know, Judy K, uh, for years there was always this discussion that uh, you know, as, as a dental practice owner or any of the clinical team, when it came to business, it was like, oh, they didn't learn that in school. It wasn't a part of what they did. Uh, you know, they wanted to be clinicians and work on patients and so on and so forth, but how have you seen that change right and 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 i think it ties into culture because as you know for a lot of these practice owners particularly last year which we'll get into here in a second they realize the importance of the business side but like you mentioned and 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 focus on so well it's got to be part of your culture right you you if you're going to take the business side of the practice seriously um it, it has to be a part of that culture so i'm just curious how you have seen that change and transform in your years as a coach
1: well, I'll tell you truthfully, I haven't seen it change as much as I would like to see it change. Um, there's so much to learn in dental school, um, as far as being a clinician, as far as what you do. Just just making a crown, a good crown, you know. Just getting through those things. The focus is is so you know geared on that because that's their livelihood. And I've spoken, I've had the privilege of speaking to dental schools and speaking to some of the um, uh, ready, uh, people ready to graduate, the dentist, and, and even talking to them about you realize that you're really going to be doing two jobs here. You're going to be the, a producer and taking care of your patients, and you're going to run a business. I don't think until they step into it that that really hits home. And I think they, um, for many, um, you know, it's budget because they're getting out of a, you know, they have a big student loan a lot of times. They have, uh, you know, the overhead if they're opening a new practice, they are joining. So they're very um, mindful of where their dollars are spent. So it's hard for a lot of them to want to reach out initially for help, which would make the biggest difference in the outcome they get. So a lot of times they end up with a culture by default and not necessarily by what they want to create. And then they start to realize, whoa, this isn't what I was thinking I wanted, right? This didn't turn out, you know? So that's a—that's what I'm seeing a lot of.
0: You know, it's interesting that, that you you share it like that, and especially from a culture perspective, because I think a lot of times, as you know, new people Um, uh, new employees, new team members come into the practice and there's a particular culture and maybe they can be frustrated at first, right? They think these things aren't the way that they should be, or they left another practice where it was. And to your point, it's, it's that culture that's created sometimes on accident, right? Just because of a lack of knowledge or information or confidence or what have you, not necessarily the fact that the practice owner does not want to build that in. Uh, but I, I, it, it does seem like it just stresses the importance of the work that you do uh, and understanding the, the living, breathing thing that is a culture, even around the business part of the practice.
1: Well, and, and John, to, to tag on to that is what I see so often, and this year especially, there has been a major disruption in who's working in the practice. It, you know, there with, with COVID, with all that, it has been, it's been a crazy year. And it's, you know, it's still, we're still trying to make it through. You know, we're like, I'm yeah. hanging on. I want to yeah. get there, right? But what I see is there's there's such a change and and where maybe once was one new team member. And and I think about this, I'm always trying to look for analogies that would make sense to people. And I in and, and doctors, it's their responsibility to create like the outside of a puzzle where all the pieces are gonna fit in. That's the core values, that's the principles, that's what. The treatment that you deliver, the service, the level, all of that needs to be defined by the doctor. And in most cases, they're so busy producing that someone more vocal in their practice starts to create that culture, if you know what I mean. The squeaky wheel creates the culture. And what I'm seeing, especially this year, and I've been doing a lot with that, is helping transition new team members with existing team members. Because now it's not just one new team member or one new piece to the puzzle which even one is difficult because they try to put it right back into the same spot if you visualize that puzzle and they're not the same person and they're trying to push that in and force it and it doesn't work right and so when when we're bringing multiple team members in then it's like a the old team and the new team and there's these these battle lines of how do we, how do we work together? How do we fit together? So I'm doing a lot of work with that. And I think that doctors are so busy just trying to get back into the swing of things that they have missed the, one of the most important things. And that is defining to their existing team members and their new team members all together, what their expectations are for them working together. Because it's it, all the chafing is pushing back and forth. And it's like, a, it's a power play for sure. Yeah.
0: I always get good gems from you when we talk and the whole analogy on the puzzle piece, I love, right? It was, I, I saw that right away, right? Their responsibility to kind of create those outside pieces. And then all the little ones in between that are, those are the challenging ones, right? Most of the time, you get those borders done filling in those middle pieces is really hard.
1: Well, and the middle pieces is where I tell the team member don't expect your doctor or manager to create your relationships for your coworkers. Part of your P, you being the piece in the puzzle and yes i call them a piece i'm sorry but part of part of them being a piece of the puzzle is they have to learn that in and out you know like the puzzle pieces there's an in there's an out how do they work together where's the give where's the take and what works with this person here doesn't necessarily work with this person over here and that's why i like the example of a puzzle and i I kind of like to have fun with this stuff too. I found a puzzle that has a squirrel on it because of course our attention span is that of a gnat, right? <laughs> so, so I use that. It's a children's puzzle. It's about, you know, about that big and it's maybe got 10 pieces. So I kind of use that when I'm working with teams and saying, okay, you got to figure out how you fit in here. But I, I think that's one of the best analogies that I found this year in helping people work together and having the team understand. Because the doctor can't, the doctor has to work. They can't be babysitting people all day long either.
0: Yep. Absolutely. All right. So somebody like yourself, uh, gets the experience to know how to inspire culture from just going through your own life, right? Your own career, your own, your own challenges and and the things that you've accomplished. But love to have you share two, uh, challenges, uh, that you have had to come over, overcome as a, as a business coach and I think more importantly, you know, how they have helped you continue to excel and, and, and maybe even lean on right from time to time, you know, as you continue to face new challenges.
1: Well, I think because I'm not your typical practice management coach, um, there's a little more sometimes uh, discussion on value, on creating that value and. Um, as a rule, if it affects the bottom line, and they can see how, if I do this, I get this amount of dollars, that's a much easier sell as a consultant than it is, you're gonna all be happier and work together better. right? You know, yeah. and there is there's a definite outcome, but it and there's a definite it, on the average about a 20% increase in 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 bottom line. However, to tie it directly to that, is 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 difficult um, unless you tie it to less turnover and the cost of turnover and yeah. all of that, you know. But still, it's much easier. Um, like when I started out, you know, people were saying, "Well, okay, that's like a rah rah." It's like, no, there's some rah rah in this, but you have to have your team to be able to work together, um, to be able to communicate, to deliver at the level of performance, and you'll hire, and the savings will be less team members needed as well you know, so many times we're hiring extra team members because this person doesn't want to help that person, you know? yeah. Um, But so, so that would be one, I think is the difference because it is focused on the culture and the relationship side. Um, and I, and I think with all of us, it's just about, um, there's so many things that need, Um, addressing as, you know, dental practice. We want to, as the doctors, they want to keep up with the technology, which has gone skyrocketing in in price, you know, and we want to keep up, um, you know, on equipment and all of the things that we need to be able to communicate successfully. And this year again, many, many more things needed because of virtual connections with patients and that. So a lot of learning curve in that. So there's only so much time and resources and money, all of that, that we, you know, that a a person has. So it's where do you fit in, into that puzzle, right? Another puzzle, (laughs) but you know, so so there's, there's all that. It's not that the doctors, a lot of times don't want to make a difference. It's just like, what, what can I focus on first? You know, what do I, where, where do I need to go? So I I would say those are probably my two biggest um, challenges.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because, uh, you know this better than anybody, uh, you know, when, when you look at successful people in any field, right, people that have worked it out, grinded it out to get to where they are, rarely do you see those individuals did not have mentors or coaches or what have you. It's just commonplace, you know, um, but but you bring up a good point. I think that it is important you know to recognize that they're it's not that they don't want to bring on somebody like you said they don't see the value of it i mean i I think you know sometimes the way that you present things it's no more than just that aha moment that somebody gets that could change like you said the actions that they take you know the 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 puzzle analogy is one of those which is oh my gosh you know what i've been going through this this whole time and i didn't realize i did not set the framework for my team and create those values we've just been kind of you know going like hamsters on a wheel we never created that so that in itself judy k as you know (laughs) Um, is valuable in its sense, but it is interesting, you know, to hear from your perspective. And, and hopefully, you know, as as we move forward in this, you know, profession, people are continuing to see that. All right. So, last thing, um, we all would love to be in person at these conferences. So we're going to have a little fun here. Um, we're going to act like we are in a room full of a lot of the colleagues that you and I know, both dentists and hygienists and office managers and 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 coaches and consultants. And so you are in this big giant room or at one of the ballrooms or one of the one of the events. And you are asked to come up on stage to just give something very simple. And that is just one bit of advice. Um, and, you know, share with exactly, right? Like you're in front of all these people. They know you. They're like, you know what? She's sunshine. Uh, but they're like, what, what what has she got today? So so share that with everybody as far as kind of where we are, you know, in the profession right now with the work that you're doing. of One piece of advice you would share with your colleagues. So, um,
1: well, first of all, if it was my first time on stage, I'd be bawling like a baby because <laughs> because I can't wait. I I sincerely can't wait to get back on stage. I am going to be. I, I know Absolutely. I'm just going to be a mush mess. So you know, I, I'm going to have to wear a lot of waterproof makeup that day. Um, but I think I I think the biggest thing. Um, the 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 north star the clarity that i have whenever i'm working with the team and culture is that we must treat each other as well or better than we treat our patients there's no exclusions there's no exceptions it doesn't matter how wonderful of a performer they are if they're toxic to their co-workers they don't get to play on the team and so when i give another analogy i'm always like i said always looking for analogies i think of like the safety net that. Firefighters hold, right? And somebody's in the window ready to jump. Not that we want anybody in the window ready to jump, but every team member on the team has a hold of that safety net. And they're all responsible for having both hands on and really focused on taking care of the practice, which is what could fall into that um, safety net the practice, the patients, and each other. That's all part of it. Yep. So when, they're, when, when they choose to be um, Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, when they choose to be, they turn it on for the patients and then they turn to their coworker and they're just, the filters come off and they're a monster to them. And I see this a lot. They're actually taking one hand off the safety net. Or if they show up late because they have stuff going on in their life, not that anybody else does, you know, that again, they're taking that hand off the net. So I'm trying to always share how important that is, that they're all in there hanging on to it, or if they choose not to, then they can't be a part of that team. So it really is, it's that expectation that we put the niceties back in, that we, um, that we escalate the expectations of how we treat each other. And I always hear this, and this is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Well, you know, Judy Kay, we are women. And I'm like, wow, Really? Yes, we are women and we're powerful and we do amazing things. And if you're going to lessen the standard of how you want to show up, that's not my, my vision at all. I mean, we're, we're the ones who recreate babies. Not this one. I have a dog. But, you know, we're the ones who make sure we continue on. I'm like, come on, ladies. And yeah. we're still primarily ladies in the, in the dental culture. We need to step up and stop the little girl playground stuff and be the professional women that we are. So
0: there, I kind of went off on a rant. Hey, so, I'm that dropping, was my first listen, back
1: on stage and it felt the so mic, good. the
0: mic drops. People are rushing to the stage to give Judy K a big hug. They're like, Thank you so much. That was amazing. Uh, and then we wake up and there's no conference. We're still in the pandemic. Right. But anyways, the most Thanks. important thing is for Thank the sake you, of this, for the sake of this <laughs> recording awesome stuff as always um it's a true pleasure to have you come on here and i know everybody that's going to watch this you know the ess team is, is super appreciative of you coming on uh and everybody that watches this a lot of great gems you know play, play this over share this with your team um, judy k is always out there doing good stuff to make the profession better so thanks for your time today thanks john Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the e Dental Solutions MBA podcast. Be sure to visit iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whichever platform you get your podcast from and subscribe. That way, each time we put out a new episode, it will come through to your listening device of choice. Also, if you want some more information about e Dental Solutions, be sure to check out dentalbilling.com. That's dentalbilling.com. Have a great day.